Hey everyone, it's Michelle. I'm so excited to be back behind the microphone again talking to you. Unfortunately, I'm not here for the best reason ever, so I wanted to have a quick chat to tell you what's happening with the Business of Baking podcast. As you will have already noticed, there is no fancy intro music, no lovely American voiceover artist doing Herbit. It's just me talking to you, which is really kind of a throwback to how this whole podcast started. If you listen to the earliest episodes, you'll find that there is no fancy bells and whistles. It's just me and you having a bit of a chat which is what has always been my intention. So the purpose of today's episode is just to tell you what's happening with the podcast. I've had some incredibly loving, supportive, wonderful, and a couple of just like straight up begging (laughs) messages and emails asking me what's happened to the podcast and why it's disappeared and saying that you'd really would love to hear some more episodes from me and hear what's going on. So I thought I'd give you a little bit of an overview of what's happened and where this podcast is heading. So normally I plan the podcast in sort of January, February each year, and I do the recording from March to about October and episodes come out every other week. And sometimes I interview people and sometimes I just talk about whatever I want to talk about. And then last year I experimented a bit with reading you some of the chapters from my book, which I have also failed to complete. So I'm not beating myself up about that, by the way. That's just a a straight up fact, really. And so I did that. So this year in January and February, I started to plan episodes. I started to write out topics I wanted to speak about. And I found that kind of an interesting thing happened that while I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about on the podcast, I was really struggling to come up with business or cake business topics I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about more about life things or stories that had happened to me or, um, I guess vaguely life coachy things, uh, because we all know that that's the thing people tell me they want to hear about the most. And I was almost struggling in a way to come up with topics about cake business or a sweet food business that were of interest enough to me to want to keep an entire podcast show going. But I thought, listen, our industry still needs people like me who talk about this stuff. So I'm just going to press on with that. And I ended up creating probably about half my podcasting episode schedule with the things that I planned on on chatting about. And then, as we all know, somewhere around March, which is about when I would start to record, the world kind of imploded upon itself with the introduction of the pandemic and literally the world kind of falling down around our ears. And I have to tell you that my desire to, in that climate, talk about small business, talk about cake, talk about all these things pretty much disappeared. And it disappeared for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because it felt, this isn't quite the right word, but it felt almost inappropriate to be talking about how to build a cake business while the world around us is full of people who are unwell and dying and, and stores are closing down. And the other thing is it felt, look, I've always felt that while I love our industry and it means a lot to me and it brings such joy into the world, which I think is so important, you know, it's kind of hard to think about the importance of somebody getting a birthday cake when you're thinking about somebody living to see another day. And so there was also a part of me that was like, how can I talk about this stuff, which is so unimportant, you know, in this moment? It's not that it's unimportant in a, in a global or universal sense, just unimportant in this moment. And so my thought was, okay, well, I'm just going to wait a little while and see what happens. And then I'll start recording again. And then I'll bring this, you know, back online. And it'll be a little bit late, but we'll, we'll get there. And then as the weeks and months went by and the situation globally just seemed to get worse and worse and worse again, I still fell into that trap of like 
really, I'm going to sit here and talk about like how to do marketing when all I want to talk about is how unfair it is to watch innocent people, uh, you know, lose their lives or lose their livelihood really in the current situation. And so I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I will tell you that uh, Record Bob podcast has appeared on my to-do list every single week for the last probably five months, six months maybe. And I just have really struggled to bring myself to do it. So in retrospect, now that things have settled a little bit, um, obviously we're all still in the grips of this thing, but I just meant settled from a point of view of lots of businesses I've spoken to and not just in the sweet food space, but lots of businesses I've spoken to have rallied a bit. Look, there have been some that have closed altogether just all too hard, but plenty of others have pivoted, pivoted, pivoted and rallied and done things differently. And in some cases I think worked better and started making more money or achieving more things. And in some cases people are still in the middle of all that. People are still selling courses on how to make caramel apples. People are still, you know, selling their beautiful treats and doing it via contact contactless delivery. People are doing a lot of incredible, incredible things. I actually opened a folder in my email called Extraordinary Circumstances. And in that um, folder, I put all the emails that people sent me about all the different ways in which their businesses have pivoted or changed or adjusted or how they have used this time to reevaluate themselves and their business and what they want out of life. And some people have chosen to close, not because their business or the situation required it, but because this situation globally gave them the time, space, and opportunity to have a good, hard, long look at themselves and what they were achieving and what they wanted out of life. And I've said from the beginning that as awful as the situation is, there are so many silver linings. And perhaps that's one of them, that people who previously were kind of going from order to order madly finally have found the space and time to think about what they really want and find the purpose of their business and, you know, their big why and all that stuff that I've been preaching about for, you know, I don't even know how long now, but it's been a long time. I want to say like a decade because that sounds super impressive, but the truth is I don't know how long I've been talking about this. I think it's since 2006 maybe. So it's been a long time. And, you know, maybe like longer than that. I don't know. It's been a long time. In any case, um, it's the, which will be longer than a decade, by the way. <laughs> so there we go. So I guess I, in retrospect, looked at this and I'm like, man, I actually missed a big opportunity here. I could have been spending all this time podcasting and blogging and writing courses about pivoting and about changing how you do things and about spending time finding yourself and what you want out of all this thing. But I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I simply didn't have the emotional, energetic energy to do that. And so I didn't. And I don't know that any of my colleagues have. There might be some that have. Certainly some of them are still posting and out there. But I don't know if they specifically talked about this topic. So that's something that uh, I couldn't do it. And I wanted to do it. And in retrospect, I probably should have done it. But I didn't. So there you go. And in the intervening months, as things have calmed down, and like I said, our business has rallied enormously. And I should say, if you are one of those people who is listening to this and your business closed or you chose to close it or you pivoted or you whatever, you honestly have so much of my pride and admiration because being a small business owner is hard work at the best of times. And during a pandemic, it's like hard work times a billion, really. And I think that it's been incredible to see the decisions that people have made. And those decisions include choosing to close or, or having to close and find um, a more um, 
I was going to say normal, but I don't really know that any job is normal, but having to find a more regular source of income, you know, you should be proud of whatever you've achieved. This is a time when we are all surrounded by so much sadness in the world. And I think whatever we've managed to do is good enough. So if you have not learned to speak a fourth language, if you have not suddenly learned to macrame or crochet or I don't know, something really props to you just for managing to get up every morning and and face the day. I think it's been really hard. And then of course we've had all the issues of violence and um, against innocent, innocent human beings and the black lives matter movement. And it's been, you know, now we have all the political um, preparation for the elections in the U S it's been a big few months, guys, like honestly, 2020 has been not at all. I think what anybody expected on so many levels. So all of that is a really long way of just saying that I desperately wanted to podcast. And I, I thought, I needed to, as I normally would, because I promised, and I really believe that a promise is a promise, but I simply could not bring myself to do it. And then as the months wore on and I thought, yeah, in a couple of weeks, I'll feel like I want to do it. Yeah, that didn't happen. That time never came. And so I wanted to reassure you about a couple of things. Firstly, I wanted to reassure you about the fact that the business of baking still exists and I still am supporting lots of people. I've still got coaching clients who I see fairly regularly that I've helped coach through this disaster and who we are now planning on rebuilding plans. And we've got some marketing coming for the future. I've still got all my courses available. So you can still listen to masterclasses on, you know, high end from home or hiring help or all those kind of things. Um, so you can still coach with me. You can still learn with me. I'm happy to teach you all of those things. I have got a website refresh happening probably in the next couple of months. Um, and I still will be teaching and I still will be offering all those kind of things. However, I have also decided that it's time to hang up the podcasting hat. And I'm doing that for a couple of reasons. One uh, has nothing to do actually with the global situation and everything to do with, with me, uh, you know, ironic given this is my podcast really, which is that I've just decided that while I love teaching about the business of baking and while I love teaching about um, keeping your businesses going and starting and growing a business, particularly for the women out there for whom this you know, this is their big dream. And I still really love that. Uh, I've decided that essentially the business of baking is going to become kind of my side gig as opposed to my main gig. So I'll still do it and I'll still love it, but it's not going to be the main focus. And so as a result, I'm deciding to probably just, um, what's a good word for it? Probably just narrow what I offer. So not really change what I offer, but narrow what I offer. So in the new website refresh, you'll see that some classes are going to get retired. Some are going to get a little bit of a schmancy boost to them. Uh, and other things are just going to kind of change a little bit. And I still feel so much passion and love for our industry, but I've decided that for me, one of the things I've decided is that it's time to move to other things or additional things, you know, I've never been the kind of person who can do one thing. Like I've always had 85 million jobs on the go and that's, that's no different, but I have spent the last, you know, five or seven years dedicating full-time life to business of baking and I've loved it and I will continue to love it, but it's now going to become the side gig. And in a minute, I'm going to introduce you to what the, the new gig is. So that's kind of exciting. I'm excited about that one. 
So the Business of Baking podcast is retiring. Of course, all these episodes will remain live and you're welcome to listen to them whenever you like on repeat if you need a bit of Michelle Love. And you are more than welcome to still work with me. I'm happy to mentor and coach. I'm happy to answer questions. You can still buy the book and there'll be plenty of classes that you can buy and you can find all that stuff on thebizofbaking.com. My dream is to get back on the road and teach again live and be flying again, but I don't know when that's going to happen for the world at large. So might just have to wait. And in the meantime, yeah, take a class with me, send me an email, ask me, you know, whatever questions you've got. I'm really happy to help. And I'm really happy to continue supporting this really beautiful community that we have created together. And I, I truly, as much as I've been mocked for it, I truly believe we are all in this together. And I think that the more we remember that, the more we can get through not only business, but life. And I think that the current situation has probably taught us that lesson. Um, yeah, in a pretty dramatic way that the more we band together and do the right thing and help each other out, the more we will end up getting out of the mess that we're in. So I sincerely hope that you all stay healthy and well through all of this. So we are retiring the Business of Baking podcast, but I do have some pretty exciting news. And again, this is something that I want to tell you a little bit of the background of, because I think, you know, I've never hidden what happens in the... Um, going to say closed doors, but they're not closed. I've never had closed doors. Let's put it that way. I've always had open doors about what happens in the business of baking. I've always been really honest about what's happened in my life, you know, how I've run my business, all that kind of stuff. I've never kept a need for some sort of facade of shiny and perfect. And look at me, I'm like, you know, holding my Chanel handbag while my perfect children dressed in like dungarees skip down the road. Also, what are dungarees? I just said that. I don't even know what that is. I think they're overalls. Okay. Anyway, if anybody knows what dungarees are, please feel free to let me know. Maybe I'll just Google it after I finish this episode. So I'd like to, to you know, maintain that level of honesty and maintain that level of clarity around what's happening for me. So probably in the middle of last year, um, middle end of last year, I started to think about the business of baking as a whole and what I wanted to do with it. And I started to feel like our industry was slowing down a fair bit. Look, there's still incredible producers out there and people doing amazing things. Don't get me wrong, but it started to feel like the mad rush of cake is the new black had slowed down significantly. And also my desire to do this full time had slowed down significantly. I still loved it, but it no longer brought me a whole lot of joy. Now I'm not going to Marie Kondo it and chuck it out the door like tomorrow, but I really started to think about, okay, what things about this business do I love and really enjoy? And what things do I kind of think, oh, I wish I didn't have to do that. And also what feedback was I getting from people who have been part of the business or my, my Facebook communities, what were they saying to me? And when I sat down and made a list about all of it, what I realized is that I get the same feedback over and over and over again, which is that you all love to hear me talk about things that have pretty much nothing to do with cake and business. Or when I talk about cake and business, the part you like is the life lessons. And that's what prompted me to start that book like three years ago, the unfinished book, by the way, that is sitting on my desktop, unfinished. And that's why last year, some of the episodes on this podcast were me reading bits out of that book and kind of gauging what you guys thought. And when I went to people who listened to the podcast, I was like, hey, what did you guys think about that? The overwhelming, <laughs> hilariously to me, the overwhelming feedback I got was, yeah, I don't really care what you talk about. I just like listening to you talk. 
And I'm like, man, maybe I missed the boat as like one of those AM, AS, is it ASMR? I don't know, the people who like eat and talk on YouTube. Maybe I missed the boat on one of those people doing like, you know, bedtime stories and being like, and then the cow jumped over the moon. I mean, maybe I should have done that. And I'm not even going to lie. One of the ideas that I ditched was Michelle telling bedtime stories, but that's like a whole nother story. <laughs> so anyway, I started to think about the fact that people kept saying they love to hear me talk. And I started to think about one of the things I love to do is talk because I just enjoy talking and I enjoy talking about interesting things and telling stories. And, and that was also feedback that I would constantly get is that I love that people love that I tell stories and I love telling stories. And my friends know that when we talk about something, almost always I'll be like, oh my God, this one time and start telling some insane story about my life. Or I'll say, yeah, that sounds like this episode of whatever I just watched or this, I just read an article about whatever. So storytelling is life to me and I love doing it. But also helping people achieve their dreams is, is also important to me. So the podcast is, in fact, one of the things I love the most about the business of making. Ironic that I'm here telling you that I'm retiring it, but there you go. And so I got to the point where I was like, you know what, maybe that's the direction I need to go rather than forcing myself to write this book and feeling guilty that I'm not finishing it and just generally not making that thing happen. Maybe the solution is to sort of write a book, but in podcast form. And what that would mean for me is that, you know, every episode was sort of in air quotes, a chapter of what I wanted to talk about. And I thought about this for a long time and I killed the idea because I thought, I don't really have a platform, you know, like I'm not, you know, Glennon Doyle talking about love warriors and whatever she talks about. And I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these self-help gurus. I'm not Elizabeth Gilbert talking about creativity. I don't have a specific thing on which to hang my hat. I'm certainly not a self-help expert. Uh, you know, I'm just someone who has stuff to say and likes to talk really. And so the more I started thinking about this, the more I started thinking, well, hang on a minute, do I have to have a specific platform? Can't it just be me talking about stuff that I think is interesting or important? And if people want to listen, great. And if they don't, well, that's also okay. Cause I get to talk for a living really. And the more that idea started to kind of gel in my head, the more I was like, hang on, there is every, every other thing I've done in my life, right? Whether that be the business of baking, whether that be three sweeties, whatever business venture idea, whatever I had just started with me having really no idea what it was, giving things a try and seeing where it will lead. And so that in the end is what I have decided to do in this case. So I'm excited to tell you all that I'm starting a brand spanking new podcast and Truthfully, I have no idea what it's going to be about. And so because I have no idea what it's going to be about, I couldn't come up with a, a catchy title. I couldn't come up with something that was like super fancy or promised to be something it isn't like, you know, find your life purpose with Michelle. Like, seriously, how wanky and lame is that? I couldn't do it. So the new podcast I'm excited to tell you is pretty simply titled Just Michelle Talking. I'm just going to let that sink in. I'm literally calling this podcast just Michelle talking because what is it? It's just Michelle talking. And like when you recommend it to a friend, they're going to, you're going to be like, Oh my God, I listened to this podcast episode. It was hilarious. You should listen to it. And your friend's going to be like, really? What was it? And you're like, Oh, it's this podcast called just Michelle talking. And they're going to go, what's that about? And you're going to go, well, that's it. It's just Michelle talking, but she says interesting, fun stuff. 
So there you go. I am just uh, in the process of recording several episodes of that before I launch it so that it will have lots of things for you to listen to before we send it out into the wide, wide world. But it will be there and I will announce it on all the various social medias that I've got. You can also follow Just Michelle Talking on Instagram for the moment. It does not yet have a website, but it will. We're getting there. One bite at a time, eating ye old elephant. And I guess for me, that's an opportunity to express my thoughts about various things. Maybe I'll have some interviews. I don't really know. The truth of the matter is I'm flying blind on this one. I'm simply going with the two things I know for sure. One, people always tell me that they like to hear me talk. And two, I like to talk. So it's just going to be Michelle talking. Really? I think you'll probably find that that podcast, much like this one, has a mixture of life lessons, a mixture of ridiculous stories for me, and a whole bunch of me laughing at my own jokes, because apparently I find myself hilarious, which is, you know, not a bad thing. Is that a bad thing? I don't think that's a bad thing. So keep an eye out for that podcast. That one's going to come out. Now, I should say, in the interest of, of full disclosure here, I have no idea if that's going to become a business. I have no idea if that's just going to be an amazing, um, you know, experience for me that's just creative and fun. I have no idea if that's going to be, uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to lead, but let's just put it out there. Let's have a good time doing it. Let's record some episodes. Let's see if somebody listens and then we'll go from there. Now the logo for this, in case you're looking for it that way and you want to make sure you have the right thing is just an aquamarine colored square and it just says just michelle talking so it'll be easy for you to find and we'll get it out onto uh, apple podcasts and all those other places so it's easy for you to find so that is where we're at i am going to um turn business of baking into the most amazing side gig for me that ever was because i love it and i want to continue on with my mission and my work here and we're going to start yet another side gig which is just michelle talking and see how that podcast goes and as for the book I think you'll probably find that that becomes a bit of a part of the Just Michelle Talking idea, whether I finish that book ever or I just read it to you by a podcast. Yeah, I've got no idea. Do you love this? Do you love how much I don't know? I figure it was the same when I started a cake business, though. I didn't know anything about that then either. There's a famous, um, well, famous to me, I don't know if it's famous to anybody else, but one of the stories I tell about the days when I started the cake business is that like very soon after I got into a commercial kitchen, a woman rang me and asked me if I make cupcakes. And at that point I hadn't made a single cupcake in my life. So I was like, um, don't know, maybe. Uh, but I didn't say that to her. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And she was like, okay, how much do you charge? And I made up a price, which I remember being $5 per cupcake. Cause I didn't know how to make a cupcake. And she obviously had a heart attack because I should say at the time, Cupcakes in Australia were like two bucks a piece. So five bucks was possibly pushing the boat out a little far. And so I think back to those days when I started Three Sweeties and I had no freaking idea what I was doing there either. I didn't know what I was doing from a technical point of view. I certainly didn't know what I was doing from a business point of view. I knew only that I loved to bake and that it made me happy. And I knew that other people loved what I baked and it made them happy. And so just Michelle talking is starting on the same premise. I know only that other people love it, love it when I talk and I love talking. So how bad can this possibly be? 
I hope you'll come along for that ride. I promise you'll still hear from me from a business of baking point of view. Uh, I can't say how much, but you'll still definitely hear from me. I'll still send newsletters and all that good stuff. And I really hope to see you guys in the new podcast. In the meantime, if that's not something you're interested in, that's totally cool. You can still follow all the Bob stuff. It'll all still be around uh, and all still run by me. And I've been lately putting some pretty hilarious photos on Instagram. So you can, uh, you can enjoy, yeah, some unedited photos of me looking somewhat ridiculous. And in the meantime, as we all make our way through this challenging time and we all have different experiences, I wanted to share just something that um, I read recently, which I think is probably the best way I know how to express the situation that we're going through. And I'll tell you that quote in just a sec, but I wanted to say what my own experience has been like uh, living through the pandemic. Living in, in Australia, um, it's an interesting experience. It's an island. And so we have closed our borders indefinitely. And that's kind of scary. It's like being on a giant, giant jail. Uh, not that I could go anywhere because other countries have closed theirs as well. But anyway, um, you know, I wake up every morning and I, and I feel two overriding emotions. And the first is extreme gratitude for the fact that I kept my job throughout all this. My children kept their job. We live in a home that while not huge is big enough that everybody has their own space. So if they need to do university online or, you know, whatever it is online, social things online, they had the space and the time and the wherewithal to get those things done. Um, and I've been just incredibly grateful that I, I live in a country that's had good leadership and has done their best to deal with a, a situation nobody's ever dealt with before. And, you know, I wake up with just so much gratitude that I'm in a privileged situation where my whole family and most of the people I know are happy, healthy, and well, and have maintained their jobs and are doing okay. And I, and I really wake up with this overwhelming sense of, of gratitude but I also wake up with an overwhelming sense of sorrow for all the people around me who have lost businesses, have lost jobs, have lost partners and, and friends. You know, we've all lost something in this pandemic. It's just different for everybody. Some people have lost the opportunity to, you know, go to their parents' funerals. Other people have lost their lives. You know, there's loss for everyone. In my own household, my son was meant to go on a six-month trip. He took a gap year off university, and, and he's lost the ability to do that. Relatively small thing, but that's still a loss for him, and that's still a change to his life, right? And, and we all have different levels of loss, and I think we need to acknowledge that... Um, for some people, it's worse than others, but that doesn't mean that what you are living through isn't still a challenging thing to deal with and, and doesn't still hurt and isn't still upsetting and, and all that kind of stuff. And so the quote I read, I think, really explained that phenomenon where you can feel so grateful for what you have and so terrible for what other people are dealing with and that the levels of loss are so different. And it's a really simple quote. And I don't know who originally wrote it. I happen to see it um, in, a, in a group of uh, podcast people. So the quote was, while we are all in the same storm, we are not in the same boat. And I really thought that was such a beautiful way to express it because all this time I've been saying, we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. No, we are not in the same freaking boat. We are all in the same storm, but we are not in the same boat. Some of us are in dinghies that are, you know, collecting water quicker than we can bucket it out. Some of us are in luxury yachts. Some of us are in, you know, houseboats. 
we're all in a different boat, but we're all trying to weather the same storm. And I thought that was such a beautiful, beautiful way of thinking about the situation. So if you find that that resonates with you, then I would just say, you know, thanks for doing the best you can to survive something that's really hard. Thanks for being mindful of how grateful you are of your privilege, if you've got any, and, and thanks for helping out people who might need it. I think the best that we can do in this situation as we weather the storm is acknowledge that we're grateful for the boat we've got and we maybe help somebody, help somebody else to get the water out of the bottom of their sinking boat. On that note, I send you all love. I send you all light. I send you all loads of happiness, uh, health, and you know, look after yourselves, but also look after each other, right? We're in this together for sure.